As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Just Glow With It podcast, where the spiritual and physical glow up happens. My name is Jasmine, and I am a certified life coach, podcast host, and lifestyle and wellness enthusiast. As your go-to gal for all things glow, I help women to cultivate a high-vibe mindset, create abundance, practice self-love, and manifest the reality of their dreams by sharing my wellness and lifestyle tips and secrets to living my best glow life. If you are a modern-day spiritual woman, then this is the podcast for you. And if you're ready to embrace all the high vibes and glow like never before, then keep on listening. As always, remember to just glow with it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on Just Glow With It. If you are new here, welcome. I am so grateful that you are here. My name is Jasmine. I am a certified life coach, podcast host of Just Glow With It, and I mentor modern day women on how to elevate to their next level and live their most high vibe lifestyle. On the podcast, we talk about all things personal development, lifestyle, wellness, spirituality, manifestation, careers, relationships, self-love, all of the things that us modern-day women love to talk and be about, and we're all about embracing the high vibes here, and I am so freaking excited for today's episode. I have a special guest on this episode, and honestly, not to play favorites or anything, but this is probably my favorite guest that I've had so far, and who I'm speaking to today is Amber Janae. For those of you who don't know who she is, Amber Janae is a San Francisco-based writer, blogger, professional expert in content strategy and digital marketing. A little bit about Amber, she has a love for all things design. So whether it's digital design, interior design, or fashion design, she's all about it. And she recently launched an online lifestyle and interior design journal um, brand called Rue Linen. The reason why I wanted to have Amber on the podcast is because she is literally the embodiment of living your, your best glowiest life, being your true authentic self, and thriving from it. She is literally doing her damn thing, living her best life, and being absolutely unapologetic about how she lives her life, who she is, and I think she's just so inspirational, so motivating, and I'm very excited for you guys to hear the conversation that we had. So obviously, as you can tell from, from the title of this episode, we are talking about how to attract a life of abundance and luxury, but I don't want you guys to get it twisted because we dive so much deeper than that, you guys. Like This episode is not just about 
you know how to have the designer bags the luxury apartment and the nice car and the money and don't get us wrong we love those things we're here for those things but this episode is so much more deeper than that um we do touch on those things a bit amber shares her perspective of of what it means to be a black woman truly embracing a life of luxury abundance opulence as she says in this episode she chose to unsubscribe from a life of pain and suffering and struggle and she chose to subscribe to a life of ease and flow and abundance and luxury and she is an advocate for black women living in luxury and abundance how it's deeper than just the material things so we talk about all of that we talk about manifestation she shares a really different perspective when it comes to manifesting some a perspective that I haven't shared yet on the podcast and I absolutely love what she talks about when it comes to manifesting so I'm excited for you girls to hear that we also talk about self-worth self-love choosing to just not be a victim to your life and to your circumstances and choosing to take control of your life and Amber just talks about how she was able to create this life of luxury and abundance for herself she shares her tips on how she was able to do that and how to live a life that is happy fulfilling on top of being abundant and luxurious you know also we talk about how to come back to who you really are and how to show up and be unapologetically you so this is a soul fulfilling enriching episode it's a little bit longer than most of my episodes but i promise you guys it is worth every minute that you listen it like she drops some major gems she drops some tweetable quotes on here and i know you guys are gonna love her just as much as i loved um having this conversation with her definitely show her some love her website and her links will be in the show notes so definitely give her a follow and without further ado let's go ahead and get into this episode Hello and welcome to the podcast, Amber. I'm so excited to have you here because one, I know you have some amazing gems and wisdom to share with the audience, but for everyone listening, I really wanted to share that I really wanted Amber on here because first of all, I read your tweets like the morning paper. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Um, They're just so inspiring and motivational to me that I like it makes my morning to like start it off that way and also I feel like you're you are the embodiment of what it means to live your best abundant life that is also purposeful and fulfilling and I look to you as inspiration and I know that my audience will feel the same about you so I just really wanted to share that before we got into this episode. Thank you and I really really appreciate that. I feel like it it is always um, extremely affirming to me to know that um, everything that I put out into the world is is well-received. So I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. And it, I think that it's so much more impactful to others than you know. At least that's how I feel. So thank you for putting out what you do because I know sometimes you know, you may receive unwanted opinions based on what you say. So thank you for having the courage to speak um, the things that you do. Thank you. And yes, there is always (laughs) an abundance of unwanted opinions. (laughs) 
Always. So I have some fun icebreaker questions, but before I ask you those questions, I just want the audience to get to know who you are, Amber. So I would love for you to tell us who you are, a bit about your background, and how you got to where you are today. I'm Amber Cheney. I am a writer. I'm a blogger, and I also specialize in content media um, and digital content management. I have been blogging and managing my website, I would say, for a little over 10 years now. Um, And a lot of what I've done over the years with my website and my platform has helped led me into um, the career that I am in today. I do a lot of um, communications based work with a lot of big major brands. Um, One of the big projects that I'm working on now is I'm a communications lead and also doing some digital um, graphic and content design for um, a major design company. So that's been my biggest thing that I'm working on now. And overall, I just I feel like I like to tell people that I have my platform and my platform exists um, for me to be a clear cut representation of myself. And I feel like me being my authentic self online is a light and an an inspiration for the rest of the world. Um, A lot of people tell me that my, my purpose in life is to create the work and art that I create, but I honestly feel like that my purpose in this life has been to be who I am um, and let that be a positive expression um, on my platform so that it it continuously inspires others to do the same. Yes, I 100% agree. I was just going to say by you like being authentically you and showing up as yourself, it definitely does give other people the courage to want to do the same. And I really um, am interested to know more about your career and get more in depth about what it is you do. And we'll get into that in a moment. But before we get into that, um, I just wanted to ask a few icebreaker questions that I feel are fun for me to know. Um, (laughs) The first being, what is your sun sign and moon and rising, if you know it? Um... Sun is Pisces, my moon is Cancer, and my rising is Gemini. Um, oh my, oh my gosh, I'm a <laughs> Cancer moon as well. Yes, so I, I feel like I am a big ball of water. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have tons of water in my chart. Predominantly, um, Pisces runs all through all through my chart, but I feel like I'm a healthy balance though with my Gemini rising and and my Cancer moon. I feel like I'm a healthy balance with a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So no wonder I vibe with everything that you do. That makes so (laughs) much sense now. But I love that we both have uh, moon and Cancer. Um, So describe yourself in three words. Myself in three words. Um, I would say compassionate, truthful, and organic. I love that. And that go I think that goes very well with your your sun, moon, and rising as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. Okay. And just because I'm nosy and I like knowing what other people do, I would love to know what your morning routine looks like. 
My morning routine, honestly, since we've been sheltering in place, really just depends on what I do the night before. <laughs> and sometimes if I have just a regular night where I'm working and doing my regular routine, I wake up in the mornings. The first thing that I tackle is my skincare. I do not do anything unless I thoroughly take care of my skin. I typically start my coffee or I'll have tea in the morning. I like to do either a morning walk or a morning run. The gym in my building has been closed for like the last four months. So that's been kind of throwing me off and I'm not like an in-home workout type of person. I feel you. Um, so I will take a walk um, around the neighborhood or just take a run or something to get me outside and get me refreshed before the day starts. Um, and I usually like to read in the mornings. I'll take a maybe like a 15, 20 minute break um, to myself just to read and consume something positive. And usually whatever it is that I'm consuming on my end kind of gets myself flowing for whatever I put out into the world on Twitter um, and on Instagram. I try not to touch my phone um, to dive into social media until I am 100% in tune with myself mm -hmm. and how I feel uh, first thing in the morning. Typically, I'm up for at least three to four hours before I even engage with the, the rest of the world. A lot of that is me having quality time to myself, having breakfast, and just preparing for what my day looks like. That sounds like such a peaceful and mindful morning routine. And I love um, how you say, I, like, I know we often say, like, don't pick up your phone first thing in the morning, but it really is so uh, important that we don't do that. And I love that just how your morning routine goes. Uh, what book are you currently reading? So I feel like I, I have so many <laughs> that I like randomly dip and dive into um, I'm revisiting um, The Seat of the Soul, which is actually one of my favorites. And then um, also, I've been taking my time with this book just because I've gotten so busy over the last several weeks. But it's a book called The Art of Influence. I can't think of who the author is right now. But both of the books are very empowering. And I feel like there's always something in there. If I read a couple pages first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. um, that get me thinking about, you know, how I want to spend my day, how I want to spend my time, any information or inspiration that I want to give to the world. I feel like the more time that I have alone and I connect with myself, mm -hmm. it's easier for me to connect with the side of me that's ready to empower the world, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you said it was the seed of the soul and the art of, or what was the other, second one? The art of influence. Okay, I'm definitely going to check those two out. I have not, I haven't read either. And um, I love that that's how you feel reading those books, because that's definitely what I look for. So thank you for that. Of course. And my last um, icebreaker question for you is, what has been your favorite manifestation so far oh my gosh I have so many <laughs> blessings 
So many. My favorite manifestations so far. Okay, you could give us like three if you have that many. Okay, so probably one of my first is the biggest manifestation that has led to being able to manifest everything outside of what I I have and, and what I've been able to accomplish is me manifesting who I am in this very moment. I think that, well, actually, I won't even say that I think, I know that I've always had this very straightforward goal, this very narrow focus of who I wanted to be and who I wanted to become. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I saw that vision and I just continuously worked toward that. And I feel like who I am in this very moment, the woman that I've grown to be in this moment um, has led me to be able to manifest all of the things that I have. I would probably say second to me manifesting, becoming the woman that I wanted to be was manifesting the right people in my Mm -hmm. life. I am surrounded by some of the most incredible individuals, uh, whether it be friends, family, um, partner, like some of the most incredible people. And I feel like that my circle is a testament to who I am Mm. internally and externally. That's huge for me. Another one of my my last manifestation, probably my career. Just being able to tell people, I remember telling, I used to work as a receptionist at um, a car dealership and I worked there. I started there when I was in high school and I worked there until I graduated high school. And I remember telling one of the managers there, like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to have a big platform. Everybody's going to read my book, my books and my work and all this other kind of stuff. And he looked me dead in my face and he was like, nobody that's young and that's your age never builds a platform that big to where people read their work and are inspired by that, their work. Like it takes years to build something mm. like that. And I was just like, oh, okay. From that day forward, I just knew that there were always going to be people who would tell me that my goals and the things that I looked to achieve were impossible. Mm -hmm. And I've just always pushed past that. And I knew that exactly where I am in this very moment is who I wanted to be creatively and as a professional. My career and just where I've landed has been a huge manifestation that I'm extremely grateful for. That's amazing. Those are some really beautiful manifestations and I'm happy for you. And I, you. I applaud you for not allowing someone else's limiting beliefs to impact how you feel about yourself and what's possible for you. And this is actually a perfect segue to um the next questions that I have for you, which is about your career. But I wanted to ask, where did you like get this strong sense of, um, I guess, assurance in yourself to be at a point where you're, you're unmoved by the opinions or the words of others? Because I feel like a lot of times, most people, when we're told, oh, that's not possible for you, or it's going to take a long time or anything like that, we get so discouraged and we just give up on our dreams before we even start how were you able to not allow that to affect you in that way because I think that's really really powerful 
Um, I would say that it took a lot of time and just a lot of courage. I wouldn't say that this is something that I've been built with. This is endurance that I've had to build up over time. Like I've literally had to work on myself and work through myself to Mm -hmm. challenge the things that people would say to me. Um, I just remember being in school and always being different, Um, always having a different opinion, Um, Mm -hmm. always wanting to, to go a different, a different route. I remember wanting to be the only kid in school that wanted to go to a fashion institute or some type of create have some type of create creative education um once I graduated high school and everybody telling me how unsuccessful that would be um and just how unsuccessful I would be had I had I chosen that route mm-hmm. um so it was a lot of dealing with that early on and letting it consume me. And then me later realizing like, okay, you have taken everything that anybody could ever tell you and you've absorbed this. How do you flip the switch? And how do you take back control over what you respond to, how you respond to things, what you absorb and how things make you feel? And I think it was more so me working on myself me getting to know myself and understanding who I am and understanding my power and realizing like, oh, okay, well, no matter what you say to me, this is who I am. And no matter how you feel about that, this is what I'm going to partake in. This is what I'm going to do. And that is never going to waver. Exactly. (laughs) And now you're doing exactly what you said that you wanted to do. So you clearly proved him and others wrong, which is amazing. And so moving into your career and what it is you do, I think that specifically what you do is like a lot of people aspire to be in your shoes and be doing what it is that you're doing. So I would love for you to talk a bit more about your career how your work day looks like, um, you know, from a day-to-day basis and just give people like a sneak peek of what it looks like to be in a very thriving career such as the one that you have. Day-to-day life, I definitely do not want to give off the impression that everything is perfect and everything is smooth selling because I have literally some days where I feel like crying and where I actually do cry because everything can come at you at once and everything is so overwhelming. But I feel like I've just always had a very narrow focus on what it is that I wanted to do. Um, I knew that I wanted to be a writer. I knew that I wanted to create in some form or fashion. Um, and I knew that I wanted to work, um, in the field of design, whatever that looks like, whether it be interior design or fashion design, uh, I knew that that was my goal. And I just kept telling myself over the years, like, okay, well, if you can work in marketing, then you can work in marketing in the design industry. And if you can work in design 
in marketing, then you can also do, you know, some type of form of creative design. Um, but my passions have always been the same. I've always been consistent. I've never wavered with what it is that I wanted to do. Um, there have been times where my focus and the, the projects that I've been working on um, individually have changed a bit. And it's just that, you know, as you grow older, you're working on things, you put your time into something, and then eventually it's time to switch that up and um, invest into something new. Um, I just feel like I grow consistently. And a lot of the things that I aligned with early on in my career, uh, I outgrow them. Mm. And then it's time to adjust to something new, which I always tell everybody that is perfectly fine. That is okay. What you start started doing five years ago may not be what you want to do right now, mm-hmm. um, which is perfectly fine. But I think about a lot of the projects that I've started early on when I was managing my blog. Um, I talked a lot about relationships and um, the trauma from past relationships and how that impacted me. And um, realizing that, okay, I'm beyond that. I'm past that. That's not really something that I want to invest my time in. So there are other levels and ways that we can grow and evolve as humans. And it does not necessarily have to mean that it always has to be attached to someone outside of us. So elevating my brand to focus on other things, Um, starting a magazine and two years later deciding that this is actually not what I want to do anymore. Let's create something else. Um, And even in, diving deeper into my passions for interior design and getting ready to launch an entire collection and realizing, literally having a discussion with myself and saying, if you launch this collection, you there is no turn back. And something that you love to invest your time in, love to design in your spare time, this is something that you can never take back. So if you decide to invest in this full time, you may potentially give up a passion or potentially learn, may grow to hate this. So come into reality and realizing that everything that you're passionate about is not necessarily for public consumption. Um, And that's how I've kept my focus so long in terms of my career. It's just like, I have the same passions. That's never going to waver. I'm always going to love doing this, um, being creative, writing, but not everything is for me to um, make money off of. Some things are just for me to put out into the world and for the world to consume. Some things are just for me to, to, to design and create and nobody ever see it, you know? So I love that you say that not everything, passion of yours is meant to be consumed by others because I feel like in our society we are made to think that everything we love and do has to be monetized Mm -hmm. and by doing that you may grow to hate is what I feel you're saying what you're passionate about if you try and make money off of everything that you love and I absolutely love that what I feel you're also saying in terms of you know career and all of that is just trying different things and realizing you're going to evolve within your career and you know you may change paths but that's all part of the process 
Exactly. Exactly. I always look at my life as everything is connected. Um, everything that I've ever done up until this point um, has guided me and led me to where I am right now. So if there's a project that I took on two years ago, six years ago, that is a skill or a talent that I've perfected mm-hmm. or something that I've learned that is literally the foundation for, for where I am right now today. And I just feel like I'm a big ball of creativity. Like there's always something that I'm just like, oh, actually, I know how to do that. Um, So now I'm at a point in my career where I don't feel like anything was ever wasted. There was no time ever wasted. Um, Everything that I've ever worked on was actually a payoff for where I am now. That's such a great perspective. And it's I think it's important for people to know, like, that like if you you know did something a few years ago and you're in a totally different career now it doesn't mean that you didn't learn something from you know where you were back then so I love that you say that and speaking of where you are now you mentioned that you have your own lifestyle and design brand that you're about to launch I would love for you to talk about this a bit and please help me pronounce this I didn't want to butcher it it's Rulinen Rulinen okay talk yes about that Um, I really wanted to just flex my creativity a little bit. Um, (laughs) I love design, um, interior design. I love graphic design. And as I started working on the brand, I was just thinking like, all right, well, what can you do to where you put a little bit of what you love? into everything in one. And that was also the conversation that I had with myself because I had started working on so many different design projects, like teaching myself how to sew and going to launch a collection. And it was just like this brand and everything that I've started is so near and dear to my heart. And it's it's everything that I ever loved. Um, And essentially my goal with the brand was to inspire people to think outside the box when it comes to their living arrangements and their living situations. Like I think we are so one track focused when it comes to living and we think like, okay, well, I'm moving in a new place or I'm going to redecorate a place. Um, And the first thought is, is, okay, well, I can afford this. Well, this is what I'm going to buy. So I feel like a lot of people shop Um, very focused on a budget and not really Mm -hmm. focused on how they want to feel in their spaces. Um, And I feel like thinking very deeply on what that experience feels like for you and your guests, what you, the environment you want to create on a spiritual and and an emotional level Mm. changes the way you shop. Um, It changes the way you approach spending and decorating. So I really wanted to um, create a platform that encouraged that and inspire people to do that. Um, And right now I'm just in the process of rethinking what a collection looks like through this brand. Um, Because I don't want to over exhaust myself (laughs) to where I release something and I'm no longer in love with this. So right now I'm just, rethinking a little bit what this looks like and 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 how to 
how to push it forward. But overall, it's just to inspire others to love where they live and how they live and how they feel in the spaces that they live in. I love that. So two things. Uh, your mission is so aligned to your moon in cancer. I don't know how familiar you, you are with astrology, but that's so like up your alley. And second of all, I think your mission for what your brand is so in perfect timing to what is happening in the world, seeing as all of us or many of us are still stuck at home and we're spending so much time at home. And I think that is making people realize how their space greatly impacts them. So I think, well, I know your mission is just so in alignment to what's going on um, within our collective. So I think it's just, it's all working out so divinely for you. Absolutely. And it was something that was very much planned well before um, COVID and the whole shelter in place thing. I really got the opportunity. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm pushing this message, let me just see if what I believe is actually really what I believe. So it happened like divinely to where I actually decided to move. Um, I randomly got an opportunity to move to one of my favorite cities. So as I'm moving, I started like implementing all of these different strategies um, to where I had thought up like, okay, well, if you're going to live in this space, um, what does it look like? What does it feel like? And as you're thinking about what your space looks and feels like, then that means you have to start incorporating certain colors, certain plants, certain flowers to evoke these feelings and these emotions. So as I started putting the effort into my own place and just realizing like, okay, well, everything that I actually thought was correct about this is actually really correct. So um, my own experience were actually a testament to what I had started and what I had built. So I try to do a good job of still keeping up the website and incorporating a lot of content that inspires others to do mm -hmm. what I've done and um, somehow aligning the root the linen content with my personal brand as well. So I try to balance the two, but I feel like so many projects just come my way that that's been my long lost child that I haven't been <laughs> able to give attention to in a few weeks. So well, I think you're doing a wonderful job in incorporating you. incorporating all of the things. And I love, 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 love your website, which leads me to, you're welcome, leads me to the um, main reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast. It was to talk about how to attract a life of luxury and abundance. So you posted a blog post on your site titled exactly this, how to attract a life of luxury and abundance. And I will link a link to your post um, in the show notes. But um, what I really loved about this blog post was your perspective around what luxury and abundant living is for you. And I would love for you to talk to the audience about what abundant and luxury living means to you, how it's deeper than just the material things and why you are such an advocate for black women and women of color um, being comfortable and living in 
abundance? Well, one of the biggest reasons that I would say that I try to be an advocate for living in just the most beautiful, opulent environment and curating the most luxury experiences for yourself is because I feel like women in general and and primarily Black women have always been told, like, this is not for you. Mm -hmm. Like, it is not meant for you to have nice things. It is not meant for you to have people to cater to you. It is actually your job to cater to the world. It is your job to to um, save the world, carry heavy weights on your back, and just basically we've been taught struggle for centuries. All we really know is struggle mm-hmm. and one day I just woke up and I was just like, actually, I want to opt out of the story of struggle, of whether that struggle looked like struggling financially, um, emotionally, spiritually, um, creatively. I don't subscribe to struggle at all. And I felt like it was really important for me to continue to drive that. And I feel like I've always driven that message through my personal brand, um, whether that be empowering women to take better care of themselves um, or just pushing the message of there is a lot of things that we tolerate that we absolutely don't have to. So it's mm-hmm. your choice. But I'm telling you right now, like that is why you feel like life is such a struggle because you are willingly subscribed to something that you can literally let go of or cut off in an instant. And mm-hmm. I've just always believed, despite what we're taught, we as Black women have every right to have an abundance of wealth, an abundance of love, travel, uh, an abundant career, um, just so many luxury experiences and I can just recall growing up and pretty much knowing that there was nothing that my mom would not work hard for so that I had and so that my brother had and you would never ever know that there was any level of struggle in her life. Although that there was plenty moments where there were nights that she wouldn't eat because we were eating Mm. and things were extremely difficult. You would never know that. Like we literally had the best of everything. And that's just how I was raised and taught. Like you are going to have the best of everything. And I remember being maybe like 14 or 15 and my mom's deciding, okay, well, this is the school you're going to go to. And and she actually made, um, she she made a pact with us like, okay, well, I'm going to move you out of where you've grown up and out of this neighborhood because I want a different experience for you. Yeah, sure. You can still go to school here but this is where you're going to live and this is how you're going to be raised. And this is how you're going to grow up. And I remember hating that because it was just like, you're actually pulling us from our roots, pulling us away from everything that we've ever known 
and the people that we know. And we're moving into this random environment that we know nothing about. And as I got older, I'm just like, actually, wait, this was actually perfect because it opened me up to a reality in a life that I did not know was possible. Um, so very grateful for those experiences and just always encouraging people that there's a whole other world that we do not know is possible. We don't even know that we're capable of managing some of the things that we're capable of managing. Um, because there's so much that we haven't been exposed to. There's so much that we, that we believe that we don't have access to or we believe is impossible. And I just feel like that's a lie. <laughs> right. Well, you're living proof of it. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I just, I don't want people to think like the goal and the mission because that's the backlash. Either you push this message and there's always the idea of, okay, well, your goal is to be with somebody that you want to take care of you. And mm -hmm. that's the flip side. And I usually get a lot of that type of feedback from men. And then when it comes to women, it's just always just like, well, all you want to do is you want to push this message of you need to have nice things and spend your money on nice things. Um, and you probably come from rich parents. And it's just like, actually, no. I've just always been taught to work extremely hard. Um, and to be honest, I don't spend frivolously. I don't spend money on designer things recklessly. Like, do I have nice things? Yes. But my pure focus is what I feel like in my day-to-day -day life. And for me, what I feel like, what my life looks like, my very state of living is a luxury experience. And that has nothing to do with what I own. Mm, I love that. And um, that's why I, I felt it was important to have this conversation because of the, um, the illusions that, you know, having abundance, having wealth automatically means you're either a gold digger, you're materialistic, or, you know, all the negative connotations that come with having wealth. And I feel like people like yourself are showing the world that a abundance and wealth is more than possible for black women. And also it's not just about the material things and having abundance doesn't make you materialistic. So that's why I wanted to have you share your perspective on what abundance and living a luxurious life really means. And I think that you were, worded that very perfectly. I, I, I want people to know and understand and, and, and please note when I say people, I am definitely primarily talking to women, um, black women. I want us to know that whatever life looks like and whatever like life feels like, in the moment, there's always something on the other side of that. And I remember spending so much time creating content um, and just connecting with people and talking to people. And that main level of connection and focus was always 
me talking about struggle, me mm. talking about what hurt, me talking about who hurt me. And it's just like, okay, well, that's cool and all. But the more that you talk about these things, the more that you are attracting, attracting these things into your life. The, the, the more that you focus on what you don't want, it's, it's, it's like the easiest way to continue to attract those things. My focus was, okay, well, how do you flip that? What exactly do you want? And what do you want life to look like? What do you want to feel like on a day-to-day basis? What do you want the people around you to feel like? How do you want them to treat you? And just starting to live that way. How were you able to make that transition from focusing on, you know, hurt and struggle to abundance and all of the things that you talk about now? Like for anyone listening who is on the other side of the spectrum, what advice can you give to them to shift their focus onto what they truly want and to think more abundant thoughts? And just to add to that, how were you able to cultivate the mindset that you have now? Um, I think it's different for everyone. Um, and I can say for me, I just got tired of myself. I got tired of hearing myself complain. Um, I got tired of just feeling constantly defeated and constantly wanting to play the victim. And sometimes you have to realize like, well, yes, people may be wrong and people may have wronged you, but it's only so long that you can be the victim. Right. Some that At some point you have to pick yourself up and you have to push forward. You have to move. You have to want to remove yourself from situations that are no longer serving you. You have to want to stop reliving the same exhausting, tired stories because it's not pushing you forward and it's not getting you nowhere. So then it's just realizing like, okay, well, I know what I don't no longer want. Mm -hmm. So now I just have to keep myself in that spirit and in that mindset that regardless of how hard it is, I'm not going to accept anything or anyone less than what I want. And that's in... Um, career, that's in my everyday life, that's in friendships, that's in partnerships, whatever it is that I want, I'm very firm on that. And I'm not going to let anybody convince me that it's too much um, or that it's, um, it's over the top, it, that it's unrealistic. And trust me, you'll get that because I've had people tell me that. Um, but the reality is, as you know, like, this is what I want. This is who I am. This is who I've worked hard to become. And for anybody to tell me that I don't deserve these things are actually against me Mm. (laughs) and are not for me. So really it's just wanting to, having to acknowledge, like how long have I been replaying the same stories? How long have I been connecting through, with people through my past trauma Mm. and building connections based on that sense of um, loneliness or pain rather than I'm just going to show up. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to look good. 
and I'm going to connect with people based on how I feel in this moment, not based on what I've been through. So it sounds like you're saying it's about having the awareness that you have a choice of whether you want to play the victim or you want to choose something differently and choosing, you know, something different and standing firm in your convictions, you know, no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, it's, it's not that easy, but actually, actually it, 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 it's that easy. It's like a switch and mm. thinking and living this way. It, it's not life doesn't change overnight, but you have to be consistent in the way you carry yourself, the mindset, the way you live. You have to be consistent in that. I always say that the universe usually responds to the work that you do mm -hmm. and never really what you affirm you want. So I can say right now, I want a Range Rover. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I can say that this is something that I want. Or even let's go as, as far as saying, um, I want a new career opportunity. And thinking about being in this space, I want a year from now, from where I've started a year from now to be in a director position. Okay, that's cool. You've said it, you've written it down. You've done the work to, you've done the starter work to mm -hmm. manifest that. And I think when people think of, oh, I'm going to manifest this. It's about, I'm going to just put it out into the universe and see what happens. It's like, actually, no, work is required. It, what are you doing to get to that point? How are you becoming this person? Because I can always say, if it was that easy, we would manifest so much that we would not be able to maintain and manage Exactly. Imagine me being who I am right now, still being in a space to where I'm learning and me saying, oh, OK, I want to direct a position and me being a director tomorrow. I would lose it. Mm -hmm. I, would, <laughs> I don't have the experience. Well, I can't say I don't have the experience, but I don't I'm not yet ready. There's still right. work that I need to do. So I feel right. like we have to be honest with ourselves and say, yes, I want the perfect relationship. Yes, I want the perfect career, but am I fully ready for that? Yes, I want a solid friendship um, and a solid sister circle or just solid friends in general, but have I prepared myself for that? Do I know how to be a good friend? And that's always an important thing when we think about what we're manifesting and what we want to see come to fruition in life. Like, have I done the work? And usually the universe is responding to our work, our efforts, and not what we say we want. Exactly. Oh my gosh, you made some major points. And I love that you brought this up. Um, I know that there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to manifesting, like you said. You know, people ask for what they want and then they just wait for it to happen without doing anything. And it's like... No, like you said, you have to do the work and I believe you manifest what you are, not what you want. So like you said, if you want relationships or like a solid group of friends, are you that friend that you would want? Are you that partner? Have you done the work? I think people forget about that and then they think manifestation doesn't work or, you know, it they're they're not worthy of what they desire, but it's not that. It's that they're not 
they're not seeing the full picture. And so I, you, girl, you made some points. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's so, so important to just like, while it's important to say like, okay, this is what I want. This mm-hmm. is what I want to have and what, who I want to become. Like those things are great and focusing on that and putting that out into the universe. But you also have to be really honest about where you are, how Mm -hmm. you have advanced, what work have you done to get to that point? And I think a lot of people end up disappointed because they're expecting in instant gratification. And Mm -hmm. in reality, it's just like, no, like, no matter what you expect to be instant, you have to work for these things, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. And be ready to receive it. Like how you mentioned, if you were to be in a director position right now, you may not be ready to receive it just yet. And it may, you know, not work out how you want. So yes. Definitely. And I, I also think that it's important to also think about when we're manifesting not just what it looks like for ourselves, but what it looks like for other people. And that is so, so very important. And I feel like that's where so much goes wrong in this world and in our lives and in this country overall, because if you're presented with something, Mm -hmm. the first thing a lot of people think about is how is this going to serve me? Mm -hmm. I have a lot of money. How can I take care of me? I have this job. What can I do to get me forward? Um, So many things where it's just me, 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 me. But when you are in a position of power or you're in a position of some type of, when you're in any type of elevated position, or say, for instance, you're just in a position to where you want to attract a friend or a partner, Mm -hmm. You have to think about who you are in that moment and how your actions and your behavior are going to impact other people. And that's so important because I don't think a lot of people think like that. A lot of people think to self-serve and they don't realize that in this level of self-serving that I'm actually being harmful in some type of way or that I could be harmful in some type of way emotionally or mentally to to other people because I'm only thinking about myself. So if you're going out and you're thinking about, I want to apply for this director position, are you going to be a good leader? Mm. How are you going to lead people? Are people going to respond to you in a positive way? Um, Can you treat people with compassion and, and work with people on a level to where they feel supported and understood. Like all these components are so important when manifesting. Like it's not just, I got to think about me. It's, I literally have to think of the greater good of all involved, not just myself. Wow. I love that you say that. Cause I never really thought of it that way. It's, um, like in terms of how it's going to serve or affect other people. So I think you're making a great point in saying and asking yourself when you're trying to manifest how it's going to affect others or how it'll impact, you know, anyone else when you receive what it is that you desire. And I think um, asking yourself that is a great indicator 
in knowing if what you're asking for is for egotistical reasons or if it's for, like you said, a greater good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, a lot of the things that we manifest and a lot of the things that we want are are tied to connecting with others, tied to elevating others. And if you are not solely passionate about what you're taking on, you can lead people into a whole nother direction that's not intended for them. You mm-hmm. can you can lead people on. You can carry people down a certain path and 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 take them on a journey that was not necessarily intended for them. So it's important um, not only to step in, in into certain levels of life, being very aware um, and being a, a leader of yourself and being able to control and manage your own thoughts, but knowing that if I've taken on this position and people are looking to me mm-hmm. for, for guidance and support, that I'm being real, that I'm being authentic, I'm being my true self, I'm being trustworthy. Because a lot of what happens is we have so many people that are on elevated platforms. We have so many people that are in elevated positions um, in the workforce and in, in, in the world. And the first thing that we think of is there are so many people that look up to these people. There are so many people that are looking to these people for guidance. And it's kind of messed up that a lot of people are self-serving and they're doing whatever it is they need to do to put money in their pockets. Even Mm -hmm. if it means inspiring people to live just recklessly, Mm. you know? So I just I just say it's it's important to if your vision involves you and solely you is too small. If your vision involves only you and you manifest it, it's not going to be as fulfilling Mm-mm. as you may think. Absolutely right? not. Absolutely not. I think about a lot of the times where I've just like been extremely self-serving mm-hmm. and later on down the line it's just like why the hell would I ever want this? (laughs) Like, why would I ever want to attract something like this? Because you realize in certain levels, like, wow, this is actually extremely lonely. Uh I don't feel a connection with myself. I don't feel a connection to God. I don't feel a connection to people that actually love me for who I am. You think about celebrity culture mm-hmm. and how a lot of these people have all the money in the world. They can travel and do whatever they want to go wherever they want to go. But look at what you see online. Mm-hmm. Look at what you see on the internet. These people are crying to be seen. These people are crying to be heard. And a lot of it is just not having anything real around you. Right. That's why I said the goal I feel like I try to push this a lot. The goal should not be to have money. The goal should not be to have things, but the goal should be to have yourself. We're not trying to own anything. That is not, that should not be the goal. Yes, Mm -hmm. we can own things along the way. We can attain things along the way, but that should not be the end all goal. The goal should be to own your confidence. So that way, you know, 
that even no matter how much you own or what you own, you cannot be bought. Mm, that actually leads me to my next sec- uh, question. I think that we live in a time where we place so much value on like designer bags and nice apartments and money, which are all great things. You know, I feel like they're here in this world for us to enjoy and experience, but I feel we have put so much emphasis and importance on that as opposed to things like you said, like confidence and happiness and fulfillment. And I guess my question to you is, how do you think we can find the balance between enjoying the nice things in life, but also knowing not to rely our own happiness or worth on these things either? Because I think people struggle with finding that balance. The answer to that for me is extremely simple and it's knowing who you are. When I've found that when you don't know who you are, and I think I even tweeted about this earlier, when you don't really, when you are really connected to who you are, you don't really like yourself, I feel like you assume that, okay, well, if I have this and if I have these things that I'll feel good about life, Mm -hmm. I feel good, I'll feel good about myself. And then that means the more that I have, the more that I show, the more people will like me. And you see that a lot mm-hmm. to where people overly flash and flex with what they have. Because it's like, yes, this is what the internet likes to see. I'm getting lights. They're impressed by this and this feels good. And they're living off of the idea that people like this, they like what they see, but it's, it's, it's a temporary moment in time. It's and like filling to, a void. Exactly. You have to continue to attain these things. And what you're necessarily working for is you're, is you're working to maintain an image mm-hmm. instead of showing up as yourself, because regardless of who you are and, and, and how you show up, It's just like, if I'm showing up as me and you're not feeling it, then you're not feeling it. I'm not going to force that on you. I don't have to live a certain way or show certain things. If you don't like it, you just don't like it. And that's just is what it is. So I think that we have to connect with ourselves on a deeper level to really understand what it is that fulfills us. And that's where it draws back to knowing, like, what fulfills me is feeling good. What fulfills me is smiling, being happy, being surrounded by love, having experiences that remind me that I am connected to a higher power, Mm -hmm. that I am protected. So whether that be going and taking a long drive or having a walk on a beach or just being able to take a nice vacation. These are experiences to me that in some way or some shape or form cost, but can't really be bought because you're connecting with something so much more deeper than something that depreciates in value the moment you purchase it. Right. And it's, and it's not bringing you anything else the little things would. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, for me, I think that there is always a balance because I feel like I have a a healthy balance to where, yes, I love nice things, but 
yes, I'm also really cheap. (laughs) So, but I know who I am and I know that those things don't make me who I am. And Mm -hmm. you find a lot that people are just like, oh, okay, well, if I have this, then it'll attract to people or it'll attract people to me. And, and what I've noticed is it's not really in a lot of people's authentic nature to care about anything um, designer or anything material. It's just that what they think the world or people wants, want to see. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, I'm going to do more of this because people are responding to it. And it makes me feel good about myself that people are responding to it. But people are actually responding to what you have and what you're posting. They're not responding to you. Right. And I think that goes back to not knowing who you are and not feeling good within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a toxic cycle that people get stuck in. If they don't take that time to get to know who they are and realize that they are, you know, good enough without these external things. And I don't know. I just, I feel like when, especially on social media, it's so easy to see who is trying to seek validation and who is just living their life. And it's very Mm -hmm. obvious and it's kind of sad. Um, But that's why I love people like you because the energy you give off is like, this is who I am. This is what I have. But this is not all I am. And that's like what I wish more people would, you know, tap into. Absolutely. And I do want people to know that it is okay. Like I encourage people all the time. I get so many women who will reach out to me and say, hey, I was thinking about design, buying a new designer bag because I've wanted one. I've been saving my money. I've been doing everything well. And it's just like, yes, treat yourself. If that's what you feel like you want to do, then do it. But don't feel like that these are the types of things you need to feel good consistently or for people to like you. It's just like, you just have to know that I just want something nice today. And if I can afford it, then I can afford it. And that's what I'm going, that's what I'm going to do. It doesn't always mean that every day when you want to feel good or you want to treat yourself to something nice that you need to spend $5,000 on a handbag. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's, it's, 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 it's really as simple as you understanding life is what you're, what you make it, mm-hmm. but who you are is really what makes your life, not what you have. Oh, girl, can you say that again? (laughs) I love that. Say it again. Life is what you make it. But who you are. I I can't even say it again. Because it was just so good. That just flew off the top of my head. It just flew off the top of my head. But that literally just, and when I, it just flew. Like, it literally just flew. Spirit was speaking through you. Who, exactly. Exactly. It's just literally life all all boils down to who you are and not what you have. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are things that we have that make us feel good. And, you know, we, uh, I've, I've, what I've loved to see recently is women online reveling in this joy of, I just got a new job. Mm -hmm. I just got a new apartment. 
Um, I just started a new business. I just launched this new venture or I just got new clients. Like I'd love to see this. And I think what most people have taken from this is, oh, she's bragging about her new apartment. Oh, she's bragging about her new car. I think it's less about bragging or people just realizing that life is so messed up right now for so many of us. We've had to deal with the impacts of a pandemic, but also had to deal with protests and dealing with trauma of seeing people murdered on television. Like there's so many things and there's just so many people that so many women who are still working and still realizing like, Hey, I can still make this happen. And I have, but we Mm -hmm. also have to be mindful of as people are online sharing their experiences, they're sharing because they are proud. Yes. A lot of people are really just happy that they were able to make it out and make it through and overcome something like, Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I actually just tweeted something similar to what you're saying. I think yesterday about how, you know, when people post their achievements, I view it as inspiring and motivating. And I feel the people who have a problem with, you know, people sharing their, their good news are either they're projecting in a way, you Mm -hmm. know, And I don't think we should let other people dim our light or make us feel bad for thriving, even in a time like this. Like, yes, it's important to not, you know, maybe rub in people's faces, like in a, a, you know, tacky way, but don't let anything dim you or like shy away from sharing, you know, your growth, your progress. Like, yeah, I totally agree. I've, I've seen so many women just like, hey, I just got a new apartment and hearing all these comments or seeing all these comments of people like, well, why do you feel like you have to post it? Like, that's nobody's business. And it's just like, we do not know the experience behind this excitement. These mm-hmm. could be women who um, have found their way out of stressful, toxic living situations. These could be women who didn't have a place to live before they posted this. So it's just like, it's no space of ours to be judgmental on how other people's accomplishments and excitement is shared. All we have to do is support and be happy. And if we can't look at somebody else winning and be happy for them, then that's an internal problem that we have to deal with within ourselves. But for as for me, and everybody on this end, we're going to continue to support whatever it is that we see, because I feel like we are living in a time to where we're constantly unbarred, bombarded with trauma um, and, and pain and sadness or just we are living in a, in a weird time right now in 2020. So we need to see positivity and it's imperative that we learn how to celebrate people and in those moments, mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And I think it's like, like you said, it's an internal problem if you can't find joy or happiness for someone else's joy. And just because someone else is doing great things, it doesn't take away from what, you know, you're capable of. And I think that's something to be mindful of. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we all have our moments. We all have our time. And I always say if it's happening, happening around you at any moment, it could happen for you. Yes, I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. And the drawback to that is being open to receiving it and realizing that as things are happening around you, it's all in your response to those things. Mm -hmm. Because you can have a negative response, you could think something negative, and that is the quickest way to block things coming in for you. Exactly. And I always say when you see someone else um, having what you want or doing what you want to do, take it as a sign from the universe that it's coming for you or like it's about to happen. That's the way I like to look at it. Absolutely. Me and my best friend, we have always had this very weird, um, we, we, our lives are just always in sync. So we know whatever is happening for one person, it's not too far behind for the next person. And I remember when she got an opportunity where her job had um, presented her with the opportunity to literally travel the world for work. And this is something that she had always wanted to manifest for her. And I was just looking at her like, yes, I'm happy. Like, I'm sad that you're leaving, but I'm incredibly happy that this is happening for you. But this is also God telling me that you need to get ready because something unexpectedly is going to happen for you and it's going to be huge. And that's just how our lives have always been aligned. We see things happening for each other and we know that then it's one of us is next in line and you oh. just have to get ready for it. I love that. That is such a beautiful connection to have with someone and just to share like each other's like happiness and achievements. That's really, really rare. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's another thing where people, you know, they'll come in and say, you know, you know, I wish I had this in a friend or I wish I had these type of friends. And it's really just like these are the type of, of the connections that I prayed for. Um, since as far back as I can remember, but these connections wouldn't be here had I not worked on myself. Mm -hmm. it, it was literally me becoming everything that I needed to become. And that's how I attracted the right people. It all starts with you. Absolutely. Okay. So I have one Final question before I get to the final, final questions. <laughs> okay. Um, so now that you kind of explained your perspective around what it means to be abundant and live a meaningful, fulfilling life and just your, your take on manifesting and how it's bigger than just you and all of that, what, is, what are your tips? for people on how to actually attract a life of luxury and abundance and we already you know clarified that it's not just the material things it's it's your relationships it's you it's everything like what are your tips on how to manifest this and I know you kind of mentioned it on your blog as well yes I would definitely say first things first is just be yourself um, one of the things that I always tell people is God cannot bless the person that you pretend to be. 
So even as much as you want to attract, if you're not deeply rooted in who you are authentically, there are so many things that pass you by. Mm -hmm. If you're not being yourself, you don't really know what it is that you want. So being firm on who you are, um, trusting in your life and who you are and your experiences, um, being grateful. Mm. I think this is probably one of the first things I mentioned in that blog blog post, but just gratitude, being grateful, um, being thankful for every experience, bad or good and different, just knowing that whatever looks life looks like in the moment, whether it's a bit rocky, it's uncertain, you are covered. Mm-hmm. You are covered. There is something... Uh, My best friend always tells me and she tells me there is nothing that we ever go without. And that is something that she started telling me maybe two years ago. And it just stuck with me because that is true. Even in the moments where you feel like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what life is going to look like. Like if you don't know how to have a sense of gratitude in that moment and be grateful you end up worrying yourself and stressing yourself out about stuff that's already covered and taken care of. Mm. So just learning how to be grateful in the moment, not focusing on what's going wrong, not focusing on what's negative, what could happen, what's going to happen. Just be you and be grateful for who you are and what you have. Um, changing the way you think of yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. And that's one of the things that I struggle with early on, not believing that certain things are possible for you, not believing that, yes, it's okay for me to have nice things. Um, Yes, it's okay for me to live the life that I want to live and to attract these things. Um, And I think I even mentioned it um, years ago, I think it was like five or six years ago, but being in a therapy session and, and, and telling my therapist, like, these are the things that I want to attract. And my therapist telling me, well, like, maybe the issue has nothing to do with you attracting them, but maybe you're just not being who you are. And Mm -hmm. that's why you're not attracting these things, you know? So realizing like, yes, these are the things that I want, but I'm also living in this space where I feel like I'm unworthy mm-hmm. um, or I feel like other people have it better than me. And it's always going to be me watching other people win and, you know, looking on the sidelines and wishing I wish this was me, you know, changing our perspectives, elevating how we see our life and how we see ourselves like, If there's a certain level um, that you see yourself at, um, if you see yourself in um, a new position at work or in a different career field altogether, you know, visualizing that. What do you, what does this version of you look like? How does she dress? Um, How does she wear her hair? What does she smell like? All of these things. If you are, you know, wanting to, 
attract different things like a, a, a new place or whatever it is. Visualize yourself in these environments. Visualize yourself as that person around these people. Visualization is the highest form of manifestation to me. So I always encourage people that it starts with your mind. Mm -hmm. And the more you visualize yourself as that person in these spaces around these people, that's when you start to believe that it is possible. Yes. And that goes back to what we were saying, how you don't get what you want, you get what you are. So if you want that promotion, that apartment, whatever, like, get into that visualization state and also how would you feel having the thing that you want and feel that now before it comes exactly you have to be who you are in that moment because you can't pray for people or or pray for things and you still walking around here with the same vibes and the same mindset that's Mm -hmm. actually a repellent like you're actually doing everything that you can to block that. So you have to shift your perspective, believe in who you are, because abundance, love, richness in every form is our birthright. No matter how it looks and who tells you that it's not possible, it in fact is. So you have to live in that space that I deserve these things. Yes. And I always say your self-love and your self-worth is literally the foundation to everything else in your life. You only get what you think you're worth. Absolutely. It's what you believe. Absolutely. Yes. I love this. Okay. So these are Amber's tips on how to attract a life of luxury and abundance. And so such... I knew this conversation was going to go amazingly, but <laughs> it went even more amazing and I'm Thank so happy. Um, so I have final questions for you. Okay. The first thing, what is the main thing you would like anyone to take away from this conversation that we had today? Um, the main thing I want people to take away is to know that you hold the power to create the life that you want. Um, You hold the power to design the life that works best for you. I think one of the biggest things for me in just growing into adulthood was having to shatter the idea of I needed to live up to what people wanted for me. And sometimes we get so caught up in what our parents think and what our parents want. And it's just like, actually, no, this is what I want to do. And if I want to create that, I have the power to do so. It's just that simple. It's just that easy. Um, And it's just a belief. I, I just want people to know and believe that there's so much power in who you are. There's so much power in, in your presence and It's honestly not just believing in that, but showing up is that every. I love that. And my next question is, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, I would tell my younger self, 
probably don't change a thing. I think I was so focused on how to be different, so focused on how to not be the very thing or the very person that people told me was absolutely outrageous. Mm. I was just telling myself, my younger self, to be comfortable in who you are and know that the very person that you are as that young girl who was vibrant, carefree, and just living her best life, that very person is the person who who's who's going to flourish. So would you say that you came back to who you really were? Absolutely. After? Absolutely. There was definitely a moment of disconnect. Mm. But I've I've definitely um I would probably say maybe around the time that I was 19 or 20, just felt very deeply reconnected with who I, who I was at my core and reconnecting with that side of myself, reconnecting with myself and, and, and understanding that so much of my life had been low key alive. Um, and not even alive, just living up to who I was not, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and connecting with that and understanding like, wow, actually this is very much who I, 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 I need to be, but also having to get reacquainted with that person, that version of myself and settling in that and not feeling like I had to be anything different. So it took a lot of years to, once I, I reconnected, it took a lot of years to just accept me for who I was that advice is I think a lot of people will relate to it because I know for me I experienced the same thing like the things that I used to enjoy as a kid the creative part of me is exactly what I'm doing now in my career but I had to find that again because I got so distracted by what society said I should do and who I should be and what I should strive for but once you like get rid of that, you find you already know what it is that truly makes you you and what makes you happy. So I think that is such powerful advice that many people will find helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always tell everybody, if you're feeling like you're in a space where you're confused about, you know, what you want to pursue feeling like you're not really passionate about anything right now, think about the things that made you happy as a child. Yes. What did you love doing? And when I was a kid, all I did was sit for hours and design stuff and write. So (laughs) So that is very much who I am today. So I always tell people, um, your inner child has a lot for you to explore and a lot for you to uh, get to know. So, and also, like we mentioned, um, not every passion of yours has to be monetized. So don't, don't put that pressure on yourself to feel like, okay, I love doing all these things. So I have to make money off of all of it. Like just start, you know, experimenting and it'll flow. I feel naturally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, there are so many things that I just randomly create and randomly design. And I never think about, oh, I need to put this up on the website and it needs, I need to make a profit. Like, no, just 
do what makes you feel good. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times when you're doing what makes you feel good and you're not thinking about how you can monetize and make money, you're finding your way. Yes, exactly. Okay, and my last, it's not really a question, but it's more of a fill in the blank. It is living my most high vibe and glowiest life looks and feels like. Um, wow. Sitting in my apartment, having a glass of wine and watching the sunset. It's that simple. I love that. That's <laughs> literally me. It's so like- that simple like it's literally the smallest things for me Mm -hmm. whether it be sitting in here watching the sunset or just waking up and watering my plants or cooking dinner sometimes I just light my candles and I listen to music for hours um whatever makes me feel good and just like this is an experience like I always gravitate toward the experience, the experiences that make me feel good about my life and about myself. Like I could be sitting here right now drinking a glass of wine, like, wow, you've made some really great choices and you've, you've really gravitated toward, um, a, a life that works for you, a life that makes you feel good about who you are and what you do. Um, and, and yeah, it's just like, there's so many, so many things to be thankful for. And I feel like whenever you think about a luxury experience, I feel like it all boils down to whatever it is that you're doing, remembering that luxury is a state of being. Mm-hmm. It's a state of living. It has nothing to do with what you can buy or what you can afford. It's an experience that feels good. It's, it's, it's an environment of just inner delight. Like luxury is an, an internal thing for mm-hmm. me. And yeah. whatever it is, that luxury experience that's internal, that mm-hmm. investment that you make internally that exudes into your external environment. Luxury yes. is what you make of it. Yes, I absolutely agree with everything you just said. And I feel like in these last few weeks, that is the exact energy I've been tapping into, like making every single thing that I do an experience, whether it's my morning routine, cooking, I'm doing my skincare, um, journaling, literally everything is an experience. And I feel... I have noticed for myself, I my life feels more abundant. It feels more luxurious, more fulfilling, and nothing really has changed other than me being able to appreciate these little things. And I think that shows how powerful or how powerful, you know, our experience can be by simply learning to enjoy the little things mm-hmm, that make mm-hmm. us happy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I say all the time, romanticize your life. Mm -hmm. Everything is an experience. Everything you do should feel good. 
Um, um, nothing should feel draining or exhausting. Like, live it up. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get right with yourself and to get right with God. And there's no better way to do that, to live in just this bomb, opulent experience, period. Exactly. And if you do shift your perspective and you feel like things are still draining, maybe that's a sign that that's not in alignment to who you It's really not for are. you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Simple. It's not for you. Anything that you have to force or anything that makes you feel like you're questioning yourself and who you are, mm-hmm. it, it, it's that simple. It's not for you. And whether you do the work to remove it or whatever it is, it always finds its way out. And there's always room for what's for you whether you make the room or it's forcefully made for you you always end up where you're supposed to be absolutely all right amber i absolutely love this conversation you (laughs) shared some major gems you had some amazing quotes that i'm gonna go back and tweet about (laughs) that one that one quote you said yes it hit me (laughs) Please remind me what I said. I will. (laughs) I will. Um, Is there anything else you would like to say or share before we end this conversation? I would love for just people to continue to tap in. I'm very grateful um, for the love and support that I just received. It's just an outpour of love and in. I want to acknowledge everyone right now. Sometimes I can't respond to every comment or to every DM, but I am one of those people that it may take me a while, but I at least try to get to everything. And I just want everybody to know that my, my presence is here to be um, a ray of light and and inspiration and and it's it's nothing else beyond that so i appreciate the love and i appreciate the support it's really the people who pour into me every day that fuel me and um just give me such a a a great sense of gratitude and, and appreciation for um the life god has provided me so i'm very grateful for that very grateful for everyone who um follow me on social media and are subscribed to my blog. And I just can't wait to share more of my creativity with you all. So thank you. Yes. And you are doing your life's work. You are literally showing up how you are meant to, and it really, really is helping more people than, you know, Um, I know you get lots of love and support, but there are more people beyond that, you know, that, you're truly impacting. So don't ever forget that. Thank um, you. And then how can people actually connect with you? I will leave your, your links in my show notes, but if you want to. Yes. The main way I would say to please engage with me on my website. Um, and that's at ambergenay.com. Um, I'm also on social media on Twitter and Instagram. Um, at AJ Scribes. I'm not really fun on Instagram. <laughs> I literally am just like, this is 
a full recap of who I am on a day-to-day basis. This is my everyday life. Um, So I I try to engage as much as I can on Instagram, but I I don't really as much as I do on Twitter, but on both platforms, um, AJ Scribes. So Yes. And if you don't have a Twitter, make a Twitter just to follow her because I'm telling you, (laughs) life-changing. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I really, really enjoyed it. And I know that everyone listening is going to enjoy it just as much. And I'm excited to see um, how you evolve even more. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, everyone. That concludes today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that you received some amazing, helpful tips on how to create your own authentic life of luxury and richness and what that truly means. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love if you could screenshot this episode, tag Amber and I in it. We would so greatly appreciate it. And as always, until next time, remember to just glow with it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.